All right, let's get this bread. Welcome to OCWN, where we talk about anything, of course, because why not? I'm pretty sure you noticed me say, let's get this bread, and that's very important because today we're going to be talking about bread. I am joined by my very good neighbor, Julia. Woohoo! Welcome, Julia. Like a good neighbor, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's been a long time since I've recorded. It's been many weeks, perhaps months. I'm not actually sure. But it's been a minute. Um, Julia, you have been telling me about how you make bread. And you seem to be very excited about that. And I thought that was cool because cooking is cool, creating is cool, and eating the bread is really cool too because it's yummy. Why are you so excited about bread? Well, I'll have to admit that I've spent more time reading about bread and thinking about making bread than actually making bread. The last couple months, so just full yeah. disclaimer. You have to prepare. So, my interest in bread sparked uh, after I started researching kombucha. Oh, because it's fermented. Yes, and so I was fermenting my own kombucha, and I've been doing that for the last couple months. Nice. And as I was uh, fermenting the kombucha, I was interested in learning how to flavor it. And so I went to the health food store and they had all these different um, packages that you could get of fermenting kits. Hmm. And I was looking through them and I just bought one that was for, um, for yogurt mm-hmm. and I haven't used that one. Mm. And I bought one that was for sourdough. And I like yogurt. I like making yogurt. It's good. Have you done that before? Yeah. In, in a crock pot? Or I heirlooms? I I don't remember if what like what we put in there or like it was it was it hot it's, or was it at room temperature? No, it was at room temperature because it's like technically called clabbered milk, I think. I don't know. It's it's very it's very bland, but it's good. Yeah, I don't know a lot about yogurt, but I got the sourdough kit, and so uh, I started using that sourdough kit, and over the period of like three weeks, I built up a starter, and. Using that starter, I made several loaves of bread uh, with all-purpose flour, just like cheap flour from Winco. Oh, this, and yeah. a lot of them turned out kind of funny, but um, my husband, he thinks that they're great. Aww. Pretty much he'll always eat them. <laughs> and so um, as I was doing that, I was researching all about um, fermented bread and mm. um, just reading about how uh, it breaks down the... It breaks down the sugars and a lot of things in the bread that I don't totally understand quite yet that some people think are not good for you. Mm. And as I was researching that, Carbs. I was also um, just kind of found on one website where they were talking about milling their own flour. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about how uh, wheat berries, according to one article that I read, last if they're stored properly for over 10 years. Hmm. And I thought that was really neat because I've been trying to buy in bulk and buy ahead of time. And so I just kind of went off on this rabbit trail reading all about that and ended up buying uh, 25 pounds of hard white spring wheat berries. Oh, I didn't know you bought that much. That's cool. Yeah, I did. 
Huh. You, they kind of come in like 25 or 50 pounds, oh, okay. and it's not very expensive. It's, huh. it's like cheaper than just about anything. Because it's not really that processed. No. No. It's not processed. It's just, it's yeah, just dried. You do it yourself. And, yes. Huh. And so nice. what I found that was just so interesting to me is that there's a lot of benefits to fermenting your bread ahead of time. Mm. And a lot of times when people make bread at home... They're using all-purpose flour, and they're using uh, instant yeast packets. Yeah, or, or like the self-rising flour. Yes, like, yes, that kind of thing. Because it's easy because it's fast, right? And it's fast, but it, there's not a whole lot of diversity. Mm. And so the other thing is, is with flour, when you're using all-purpose flour, I wish I could whistle like that bird. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll cut whatever we need out. It's fine. Um, you were at how it's how people use like just the quick and easy stuff mm -hmm. from the store or whatever. And so what I learned as I was continuing to like dive deeper into this weird bread temporary obsession thing <laughs> and reading all of these articles and forums and mm -hmm. everything, trying to put the pieces the, together. The bread community. Yes. yes. It's been just this been absolutely complicated puzzle to try to figure out. But <laughs> um, what I found is that whenever they... So originally, everybody would either have a mill or they would mm. um, take their wheat berries and go to the local mill and have it milled mm -hmm. fresh regularly. And then what happened is after the Industrial Revolution, they started having new processing capabilities for flour. And so they stripped out hmm. um, a lot of the bran, which contains oils that can go rancid. Mm -hmm. And basically what they were left with was the endosperm. And after bleaching and processing it, it was able to have a very long shelf life. Hmm. But in the process, a lot of vitamins, most of the vitamins are destroyed. Yeah. And so some people got upset about that in the 40s. And then they started regulating through... Um, the government that flour would be enriched so they add back oh, in oh okay mm -hmm. so sense. they add back in like four vitamins when mm -hmm. um there's more vitamins than that obviously that are mm -hmm. taken out of it um and these are coming from artificial sources hmm. and so uh the product that we use every day with flour is really just not very good for you yeah the what we have now like yeah and so That's a lot of people too. say that they have issues with gluten and it's yeah. suspected, I don't know a whole lot about this, but it's suspected that uh, the issues people have with gluten is really just because of the new industrial processes mm -hmm. that we're using for bread. So it's not like the culprit is not necessarily the flour. It's just like the way that they make it, the way that they alter it. It's not wheat. Right. But, but it's right, the, right, right. the flour and the, oh, and okay, the yeah. short fermentation times. Yeah. I was, um, I pulled up a couple articles here, so I have one about nutrition facts, because I like to know what I'm eating, I guess. Um, so we have carbs, it's kind of obvious, fiber. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a, yeah, it says right here, it says, whole wheat is high in fiber, but refined wheat contains almost none. So mm -hmm. the refined wheat is what you were talking about, right? Yes, kind and of. and that's actually something that I thought was mm. very interesting, is um, when you eat regularly are eating breads that are whole wheat mm -hmm. um, or whole grain, some people suggest that you'll actually lose weight and not oh. gain weight. 
because there's so much fiber that it makes you feel yeah. full. Yeah, interesting. So it has some protein. Gluten is a family of proteins, or is a yeah, interesting. So the gluten is what makes it says the article says it's from Healthline.com. It's responsible for the unique elasticity and stickiness of wheat dough, the properties that make it so useful in bread making. Mm-hmm. Um, wheat gluten can have adverse health effects in people with gluten intolerance. That's what we also mentioned. It's interesting. Now, vitamins and minerals. I don't even know how to pronounce this one, but it looks like selenium. Yeah. This trace element has various essential functions. Okay. Uh, manganese. Manganese found in legumes, greens, fruits, vegetables, phosphorus. Phosphorus. Why does that sound really familiar? I don't know. Copper, folate, and B vitamins. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's cool. It's a little bit more healthy than I thought it was. Two hours later. Interesting. Okay. And then there's... Wow, which we could get like really, really how, nerdy. How do we? What do we call this? Nerd! Alkylresorcinols. Yes, excellent. Of course. So look at that. It's, it's found an antioxidant. In, it's, it's found for you. in the wheat bran. So that is something that's removed when we use oh. uh, general all-purpose flour. I wonder, are these all the things? Ferulic acid. Phytic acid. Concent- phytic acid concentrated in the brand. In the brand. There you go. Science. I have heard before huh. that phytic acid um, is something that is changed during the fermentation process. And I, I don't know a whole lot about that. Um, maybe somebody that's listening knows more than I do. But I've heard that there might be some negative effects of consuming the phytic acid in the whole grains. Mm. I don't know. I was also, when you mentioned kombucha and bread and stuff, I guess there's, you can also make kombucha, kombucha bread. bread. Yeah, it looks like pretty good. It looks kind of dense. <laughs> like sourdough, right? Because it's basically what that is. I like how they're drinking kombucha while they eat their kombucha bread. That's, that's, that might be too much. You know, <laughs> that might be crossing the line. I don't know. Um, only five ingredients. Ferments on the counter for five hours, then you put it in the oven. Oh, ginger kombucha. Gingerbread. I don't That doesn't sound very good to me. That does not sound great. This bread is great with kefir cheese and your favorite cultured veggie. Or try my kombucha blueberry jam while they're marketing for themselves or advertising. Okay. Cool. Do you want to talk a little bit about why, why sourdough is di- so much different? Oh, or sa- you, sourdough? You kind of mentioned it. Mentioned yeah, it. so... One thing that I am suspicious of is um, I've had sourdough as I was, air quotes for people listening, um, as I was growing up and it was always white and um, it was always really super tangy and it was called sourdough bread, but it doesn't have the same crumb as the sourdough bread that I've had at um, Mm -mm. bakeries. And so I think that 
Uh, I, this is something I don't know a whole lot about yet, but I think that there are artificial components that people put in bread so it tastes sour. Yeah. And they call it sourdough. They put a space between the sour and the dough. <laughs> They're like, it's not real. <laughs> so I'm not sure that it's the same exact thing, but basically um, I was confused by this when I first started making sourdough. I thought like, I was like, well, I went to the farmer's market and... Um, my husband and I really like to get this olive bread mm. from Faria Bakery, and they're at a lot of the farmers markets in the Sacramento area. And Shout as out I to was farmers markets, <laughs> I Ooh. love farmers markets. Um, Sponsor. I was so confused by the fact that it was sourdough bread and it wasn't sour. Oh. And so yeah, what I um, what I found out as I was just diving deeper into this and talking to people who have experience with sourdough is. Basically, sourdough is just kind of a generic term for uh, naturally leavened bread. Mm. And this Does that is, mean not yeast? Well, it is yeast, it is but yeast. it's wild yeast. It's wild yeast. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much more diversity than so that when means you. Mm-hmm. Artificial yeast exists. Um, I don't know that it's artificial, but uh, yeast packets are lab grown yeast. And so uh, they don't have the diversity that you have from natural yeast mm. and so this bakery that i'm talking about that made um the olive loaf i went down there a couple days ago and took a class on mm. uh naturally uh natural leavened bread and they gave me a little bit of their starter mm-hmm. which i'm you super excited me. about yes because um did you use it yet no but i'm Not planning yet. to on saturday yeah yeah um and so i don't remember what your original question was i'm sorry um it was the difference between sourdough and like normal bread but oh, you, you kind of yeah kinda, yeah and so basically it's it's so where you have natural yeah. wild yeast and what you do is oh yeah it, it says that in this article it says most leavened breads use commercial bakers yeast to help the dough rise however mm-hmm. traditional sourdough fermentation relies on wild yeast and lactic acid bacteria that are naturally present in flour to leaven the bread. Yeah. So if you, when you grind your own flour and you don't do all that processing, it probably makes it even better because um, it's naturally, like, bacteria that's naturally present in the flour. Well, maybe? Uh, for some reason, um, and I, I think maybe it's because of the content of the proteins, but mm. um, fresh ground flour... Uh, is consumed much faster um, when you're using uh, natural yeast. And I think it's Mm. important to back up and clarify. So Sarah mentioned a starter. And so basically when you're you're baking with sourdough, the reason – there's a lot of reasons why people don't want to do it nowadays, Mm. and I understand them. (laughs) But one of the reasons why uh, sourdough is a lot of work is because you need to maintain a starter – which is uh, just a small amount of leavening that you keep on the counter and you are constantly refreshing every day with new source of food. Mm -hmm. And so you just take just a little teeny pinch and put it into a fresh container and then you add your flour and water and then the starter will grow and consume that flour and that's Mm -hmm. the same thing that's happening when you make a loaf of bread so yeah you go from taking your starter just a little bit of that and then you put it in your levan 
and you use that in order to spread throughout the entire loaf of bread. And so you're taking your little bit that you maintain on the counter every day mm -hmm. and then eventually you grow it through mm -hmm. your entire batch of dough. Hmm. And then that um, process like that. is basically similar to adding commercial yeast, mm. except it's just, um, it's not quite as powerful. Mm -hmm. It's it's different. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. You're like nurturing this little like small thing that will be bread. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much more ownership and excitement when you finish a loaf of bread after yeah. maintaining the starter on the counter yeah. every day. It's great. Now this article is kind of the same thing. So it's basically comes down to like sourdough bread is more nutritious, no more nutritious than regular bread. That's easier to digest. It's maybe better for blood sugar control. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I also was curious. I, I remember when I was a kid, I read a book, like a history book or something about, um, I think it was called like the beginnings of bread. And it talked about how bread was like made differently in different cultures, like as far back as they could go. So it says in this article, lionbakery.com it says according to history the earliest bread was made in or around 8000 bc in the middle east specifically egypt the corn was the first known grinding tool the corn the corn i think we need to look up a picture of a corn let's look up a picture of a corn let's just try to convey this visual image yes. to the audience a corn we do not have a holographic um oh, oh. that is Interesting. Yeah, that this makes sense. That's actually very similar to the mill that I have at home. Is so, it? yeah, because I take these giant stones and turn them <laughs> every day. No. Um, Why do you so, have such big biceps? The, the mill that I have, it has little tiny stone discs hmm. in there and they rotate around each other. So, that is like a much. It's just a big version. Yeah. So yours is corn. The, the corn. Sarah, I'm going to give you that for Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the corn. Bronze Age, Ancient, Medieval, Iron <laughs> Age. It's great. I love it. Mm. So that's what it says so about the origin of bread. Um, it says by 600 BC, the Persians had invented a windmill system for milling grains. And Mexicans made the first stone-ground corn tortillas in about 100 BC. And then the 1834, which is like when they had a lot more. I don't even know when the Industrial Age is. But when they had stuff like going and they had machines and stuff like that, the steel roller mill was invented. Cool. Instead of crushing the grain, the roller system broke it open instead thereby making it easier to separate the endosperm, germ, and bran. Hmm. The addition of chemicals came into play in the 20th century. Bread mm. became whiter, softer, and lasted much longer. Mm -hmm. The flour was heavily processed, but the government, yes, this is what I was talking about. Yeah. They enforced the adding back of minerals and vitamins, the enrichment of flour. Hmm. Cool. And so 
I think that, so we're talking about this history of bread and um, something that was so interesting to me is when I grew up, uh, when I was a little kid, my parents would read Little House in the Prairie with me. Mm -hmm. And I loved um, reading all about how uh, Laura and her family would, um, I don't know, they would butcher a pig and then they would take the pig fat and they would make balloons out of it. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they would make that. soap and they would do all of these things from scratch. And I thought that was so... Just using what they had and mm -hmm. like resourceful, like making making... I don't know, making use of every little thing, like mm -hmm. not like just throwing stuff away. And I think that something that really kind of was coming to my mind as I was doing all this research about bread was the fact that bread was a staple mm. um, and they did not have commercial yeast and they did not have uh, pre-milled uh, and processed flour, but bread was something that in all cultures, I don't, I'm hesitant to say all, but in a lot of different cultures, they had like, some form of yeah, bread some form, yeah. that was a staple that mm -hmm. um, they ate on a daily basis and gave them a lot of calories and nutrition. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the fact that there's so much that I've seen, I don't know about you, about um, being kind of anti-bread, about being on diets where it's, you know, yeah, you're on a low-carb yeah, yeah. diet, so you don't eat bread. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are um, not really comfortable with regularly eating bread nowadays. And I think that a confirmation of the fact that this is a little bit weird, our new culture and perceptions of bread, was the fact that, and I think maybe you were going to hit on this in a little bit, was that Jesus said, I am bread of life. <gasps> And if bread was bad for you, why would he have said that? Mind blown. Because bread... That's, that's, that's really interesting, actually. <laughs> because bread is a staple. It's mm. a staple nutritious thing, in my opinion and understanding. And I think that we've made bread into something, into something different and hmm. something more convenient. Hmm. I like that. The bread of life. What is your favorite type of bread? It's my favorite type of bread. Yeah. Like rye, sourdough, white bread. Like, do you like it with any kind of flavoring in it? Like, my favorite type of bread is Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread? <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what Wonder Bread is. I gotta look this up. Why don't I know this? How do you spell it? Is it with the dummy? Wonder bread. No, oh, no, no. It's Wonder Bread. I'm teasing. W oh my o gosh. <laughs> Wonder Bread. This isn't how you spell it. Hold on. Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that looks like. Oh, that looks like something else. <laughs> I think my favorite bread is like rosemary bread because we have a rosemary bush out there. And if you chop it up, like, nice, it's, like, really good with, like, tomato soup. Mm. Mm. That sounds really good. Also, what is your story of your worst encounter with bread? Worst encounter worst with encounter bread? Worst encounter with bread. <laughs> mm. If you want, I can go while you're thinking. Yes, why don't you go ahead? Okay, so <laughs> this is really pathetic, but when I was like maybe eight or nine, 
I made, I was really, really, really hungry and we didn't have dinner that night. So I was like, I need to like, find something to eat. So I went in the kitchen and I was like, oh, we have bread, we have peanut butter, we have jelly. You know, I can make a peanut butter, peanut butter jelly sandwich, PB&J. And I made it and I ate it and it, I was, I was reading a book while I, while I ate. Cause for some reason when I was like at that age, like I had to read like all the time. Like I was always reading like a story. I was like really obsessed. And so I was reading and eating and I didn't really notice because I was distracted because I was reading that the bread didn't taste very good, but it was really hungry. So I just ate it anyway. And then <laughs> I like looked at the crust when I was done. It was mold like all over it. Bruh. And I had eaten the whole thing and then I started feeling really sick. Oh no. Because I ate the moldy bread. <laughs> I didn't look at it. I was like, hey, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> no, but oh, no. it was a specific type of bread and it was like, it had like sesame seeds and like some stuff on it and it was like pretty good, but I could not eat that, that brand of bread. I couldn't eat it for years. <laughs> oh no. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Oh, yeah. I would have to say that. Just keep going. Oh. Sarah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm making a podcast, so we need to be quiet when we talk, okay? It's fine. It wasn't chicken. No, you can talk. It's fine. Sure. I'll, cu I'll cut it out. Sure. But we'll, we'll come get it, okay? I said we'll come get it. We're almost done. Okay. We're almost done. Okay. What's your story? I'll okay. cut that out. It's fine. My sister and I went on a road trip to Oregon mm -hmm. on a budget. Was this like a couple years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember. Um, I was doing some um, flight training in Oregon, and mm -hmm. so my sister and I um, borrowed my dad's truck. In this, and this was in the winter, so oh, snowing in some places, yeah. and we drove up to Oregon. And so, since we were on a budget, we just brought one ice chest with um, some groceries in it, and we didn't eat out the whole trip. We just mm. ate everything from the ice chest. But we were in such a hurry to leave that we didn't put any ice in the ice chest. Aww. And the reason we didn't really try to replenish it was because it was the middle of winter, so it was freezing cold outside. <laughs> So we thought our food would be fine. Did you just put it out in the back of the truck? Yeah. <laughs> and so for like a week, as we were on this super budget, for some reason we were both convinced that we were like not going to spend any money. And so we brought like a loaf of Dave's bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave's killer bread. And then we brought like these like veggie burgers from Costco, like this huge pack so we could eat them every night. Oh, no. And then we wouldn't have to go back yeah, to yeah, the yeah. store. Because we had saved money on our budget. Yeah. And so after like, it. so we ate them every night and then just, no. I just, there's not even really a climax to this story. It just started just getting really bad. It's just not we good. just couldn't eat them anymore. Because <laughs> no. they started like getting like mildewy or Ew. something in the ice chest. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> oh my 
my gosh. So I never really, it was vegan. (laughs) It was, no, not vegan. It was either vegetarian or vegan patties, burger patties. And then we were microwaving them and then putting them on the bread. So I've never (laughs) been able to eat one of those ever since. (laughs) Goodbye, Dave's Killer Bread. And Costco. Shout out to Costco. Please sponsor the podcast. (laughs) We would love to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, But yeah, we've talked about bread. And it's fun to be on the podcast again. And I'm sure I'll be cutting a bunch of stuff out. I might even cut this out right now. I don't know. Thank you, Julia, for being on my podcast and being nerdy with me about bread and how we make bread. And... um. Hopefully we get to enjoy some good bread. I, I I want to bake like this winter, like maybe when it's like raining and just make some bread and just you can always, enjoy the um, process. You know? Use my flour mill. I'm not <gasps> very far. Yeah. Your your current your quern. My quern. Your quern. <laughs> quern. Please, please Google a quern if you've never heard of that. It's spelled Q U E R N. Quern. Noun. Um, noun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you are feeling hungry, you could have like a toast. That's that's my advice to you. From me to you. Well, Sarah, I have a good ending thing actually. What is your ending though? All this talk about bread has made me hungry. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go eat some chicken. Woo! Hey, 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 one last thing. So if you have an Instagram, go ahead and pop over to my page at of.course underscore why dot not to check out the funky and fresh pictures I post on there. Feel more than free to leave a snarky comment and I'll see you next week.